1: And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay.
0: Babe, did you just send me a dollar on
1: Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh.
0: (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. I know I could be successful all by myself. But it is that much better having a partner to do it with
1: Deadass. ass I concur and on the days that I'm lacking my business partner over here makes it that much easier Deadass? ass easy on the eyes too dead ass oh, you
0: been flirting a lot lately I don't <laughs> know what's going on over I'm getting my
1: <laughs> mojo back y'all <laughs> hey I'm Kadeen
0: and I'm Deval
1: and we're the Ellis's
0: You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys.
1: And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy.
0: Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow.
1: (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married.
0: Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics.
1: Things most folks don't want to talk about.
0: Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level.
1: Deadass starts right now.
0: I have so many stories of times that we've worked together. But I think I'm going to tell a story that has a balance of of you and I doing something collectively. But individually at the same time. Okay. Right? So this had to be, I think it was 2014. 2014, yes, because we we're planning for my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. It was around that time, planning for my 30th birthday. But during this time, you had just booked was it it wasn't Puggle Trouble. You had booked, oh no, um, Slick had just booked you as Key Hair and Makeup for another project he was doing before Puggle Trouble.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And at the same time, I was working on Power, mm-hmm. but also turning over to um, PacPlex from Aviator.
1: Yes, I was and working the a Wendy's time, commercial series with him, yes.
0: And you was also doing um, Color and Contour by K.
1: We were doing a thousand things at one time, y'all. Yes. So, <laughs> Put it that
0: way. <laughs> and and it's important it's important to discuss this because Jackson was 3.
2: Mhm.
0: So we were also balancing getting him prepared for uh preschool. Mhm. And we were living in the apartment in Crown Heights, but my business at the time was in Flatbush close by Far Rockaway. Mhm. And we were moving it over to mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And the reason why I'm telling this story is because Kadeen was working in Bushwick Mm -hmm. and had early mornings, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: okay? So this this story is hilarious. We're both exhausted because Kadeen was working color and contour by K, which means she was still doing makeup artistry for weddings. Mm -hmm. I was transferring my business from one gym to another. We still had Jackson going to her parents' house at night in Canarsie, Mm -hmm. and I was still taking clients super early in the morning. I had Daniel Jean super early. I think it was five o'clock.
1: Training session. Training
0: yeah. session. I took Daniel, came back six o'clock. Went to lay down. I was supposed to wake Kadeen up
1: mm-hmm.
0: for her going to um,
1: my call time. Her call
0: time, and both of us knocked out. Then all I hear randomly is, <clears throat> <laughs> and then I pop up. I said, "What happened?" Kadeen goes, "I'm late." You were supposed to be
1: Yeah, I kinda woke up with like fifteen minutes to get to say <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was it was like she it was, was like, like she just knew she was gonna be ridiculous. Late. And we had Jackson sleep in the apartment. And I was like, Babe, you can't like you can't get on the train. I'm gonna have to just drive you. So I kid you not. Kadine wakes up she grabs all of her makeup everything and stuff like that she calls who were you working on peaches Mm -hmm. at the time it says
1: this was this yeah i think this was you're you're confusing the years this is when we did do um bruno it was bruno Bruno. okay Okay, so it was was the show yeah
0: you sure it was bruno Mm -hmm. okay so it was bruno so i'm confusing that we we did a lot of stuff but Mm -hmm. imagine all the stuff we have going on at the same time and you wake up in the morning and you're supposed to be at set in 15 minutes. Yeah. And we had to go down to-
1: It was like all the way into Bushwick. All
0: the way into Bushwick. So she's getting ready, getting made up. She's making phone calls. I'm grabbing all of the makeup. She's telling me I'm yelling it out. <laughs> I grab our three-year-old. I, mm-hmm. I have him. I have, the, I have the makeup. I'm running downstairs. And the funny thing about where we lived was we had alternate side of the street parking. And we always had to move the car. So we had to, we had to park like- a block and a half away. Or more. So I run downstairs, and I have the baby in the car seat, and I and I have to go outside. And it was cold. Yeah. It was cold.
1: It was October.
0: And I'm like, I don't want to run outside with the makeup and the baby. So I run downstairs. I'm in the the foyer part of our building, and I call upstairs, and I'm like, Hey! And he's like, What's up? I said, I can't take the baby to the car. You got to run downstairs. She runs downstairs. Watch the baby. I go run, get the car, bring the car back in front of the building. Park the car in the in front of the building, then I start moving the baby in front of the car, let it warm up. I move the makeup she runs back upstairs to get finished done. She runs back downstairs we jump in the car we're flying down Marcus Garvey Boulevard to get to uh to get down to bushwick we then here's the crazy part. she got to set I think it was ten minutes later than her call time mm-hmm. but was still there before everybody else mm-hmm. and the reason why I wanted to tell that story is because. When you're a business owner, you have to know how to pivot, but you also have to rely on your partners. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: We were both exhausted. I had just had a client at five o'clock, came back to take a nap. I was supposed to be able to sleep during that time while she got up and got things moving, but we both woke up late and I ended up having to jump up and help Kay get there. And the best part about that story in that day, I don't even know if you remember this, was... She got done later than she was supposed to. And I had another client, but I had Jackson. She had to run back from set to meet me all the way in uh, at the apartment to reprieve me so that I could get from the apartment all the way over to Aviator to take a client.
1: Madness. That
0: whole day was just constant running through traffic, running here to get times and beat deadlines. And Kadena and I did it together. Mm -hmm. Like it seemed like a blur and even telling the story seems like a blur Mm -hmm. but that was our day
2: yeah
0: that those were our like tuesdays yeah like that's just what it was and having a partner someone you can rely on even when you don't want to do things is the best part of doing things with your spouse
1: absolutely
0: well we're moving on up moving on up to decide to a deluxe moving apartment in the sky. Moving we're moving on, up moving on up to the side. Moving on up. We finally got a piece of the
2: pie. Fish yeah. don't fry hey. in the
0: kitchen. Beans, Beans don't burn on the grill. Took a whole lot of trying just to, just to get, get up, up that hill. Now we're up in the big leagues. Hey. Thought I was done. Get my turn at best. As long as you, uh, what's the end of this shit? Uh, <laughs>
1: nah,
2: making. As no long words. as we
0: living, as nah, you and me, baby, no there ain't
2: nothing wrong with that. Saying moving on up, I love it.
1: I love it.
0: That's one of my favorite songs. We're
1: we moving on up together. That's the yes. best part about it all.
0: Yes, well we're moving from the fourth floor apartment in the Heights <laughs> yes. to a home in Atlanta. Love it. Yes, love yes, it. Yes.
1: Love it. All right, let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back to story time and dive into the show.
0: in NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience.
1: Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you, you know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing.
0: Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that?
1: All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah, I thought so. And get this, Nier, yes, Nier, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite... Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated near body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, we're back. Yes, man, that story. How many, that was just one story, but so many moments of us trying to build and trying to work together, trying to be entrepreneurs, but also be parents and also be spouses and everything else in between. And, Mm I'm thinking back to that moment when I jumped up and I was like, damn, like, I'm about to be late. And it was like day two of shooting. I'm like, there's no way that the key makeup artist right. and hairstylist can be late to set because you don't want to be the one responsible nope. for anybody being late to anything. Nope. Um, But it was just perfect to be able to have my friend, a.k.a. my business partner, a.k.a. <laughs> my husband, jump into action. Because think about it, if I didn't have somebody to do that with, what would that have looked like for me?
0: I, to be honest, I don't, even even when I think back on some of the things we have had to do during that time, I don't know how
2: no we idea. did it.
0: Like yeah. I don't. I, people ask me all the time, like, well, you know? Give me give me some tips on building a business, and give me some tips." You have to be super resourceful,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? But at the same time, you have to have like this unyielding ability to see things before they come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Like, you and I used to sit down, and and this is important, when you have a business partner, right, you constantly have to have check-ins with your business partner. And I'm not talking about your life partner, just Mm -hmm. your business partner, Mm -hmm. because I've had multiple businesses with different people. And we used to have check-ins every other day, every two to three days. It's, okay, where is the business? How is your mental health? Like, what's going on? When your business partner is somebody that you enjoy, Spending time with, it's Mm -hmm. easier to cultivate a business in so many ways because that time that you normally spend with your business partners can can typically become Mm contagious if y'all don't like Mm -hmm. each other. Well, I think yeah,
1: liking each other I think has a lot to do with it, but also to having a common goal, right? Yes. Yeah, where you know business partners for the most part, if you're going to be entering into the business space with someone, you would like to think that they can get along, they can work well together, and they have a common interest. What's the common denominator going to be between the two of them? they want to be able to make this business lucrative but i think what helps particularly building a business with your spouse is that you can both see the greater good for the entire family for the legacy that was something that we always you know was important to us to make sure that we were working to build a legacy not for just ourselves and our families to make them proud but for our children and our future family um so at the time we definitely um, kind of rally behind each other because mm-hmm. in the areas where I knew I lacked, you had the strength. So, for example, between the t- of the two of us, you have more of the business acumen, right? Mm-hmm. I'm more of the administrative. You know, give me the task, Structure. Let's keep everything organized, structured. Right. So where you tend to be a little scattered, I complement a lot that of scattered with <laughs> a lot of scattered. I tend to complement that with organization so that worked out for us so separating your work life from your home life can be a struggle especially now with a lot of people working from home so things Mm -hmm. have definitely taken a turn um i think people are trying to find new innovative ways to start Mm -hmm. different businesses because you know look at where we've been for the past two years and that separation only leaves more challenges when you work with the person you live with but i mean working towards a shared goal like i said with your spouse has a lot of lasting benefits for a marriage when it's done with love intention and a lot of patience
0: so we did a podcast a while back talking about how to separate you know um work from home
2: mm-hmm.
0: i don't want to talk about that today mm-hmm. what i do want to talk about today is how kadeen and i were able to build like how we able to sit down and say let's create a business that is going to be advantageous for both of us to live the lifestyle we want to live. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about this because a lot of people always ask me, how did you get started, especially in entrepreneurship? Mm -hmm. How did you get started? When did you know was the right time for you to take the leap from a nine to five to go in this? And when I really sat back and thought about it, I was never in a position to to work a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Neither one of us ever were. From the time we were 18, we always talked about the life We wanted to live. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key that I want people to understand when you meet someone and you and you talking about your aspirations for life. Right. Legacy was at the forefront for both of
1: us. Absolutely. You know,
0: we we talked about what we wanted individually. And one thing Kadeen and I always said was we wanted to have autonomy over our time
1: that was like of paramount importance to us. Yes, for
0: sure. Yes, like we we said we wanted to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be able to take our children places and travel and we wanted to be able to give our children something mm-hmm. when they become adults to say here. Mm-hmm. You you don't have to jump into the hamster wheel of life in order to see your dreams come true. Mom and dad created this for you so you can take it. So the first thing I will say to people is if you're you're dating someone or you meet someone you're in love with or you're married, there has to be a common goal that's legacy-driven in order for it to work. Yep. If it's not legacy-driven, the business won't work because if it's not legacy-driven and you both can't gain from it, mm-hmm. there's always going to be that resentment for, well, we did this for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? So, for example, and um, I had this conversation with a young lady. Then I met at South by Southwest, mm-hmm. she said she had a boy, She has a boyfriend and her and her boyfriend both have, they, they were at the South by Southwest, I think it was tech, I think it was the tech summit mm-hmm. and they were both really good at tech but they had different ideas and they both wanted to use the other to help build their idea uh, and the reason why they struggled. They
1: couldn't agree on the idea.
0: They couldn't agree on which idea to, uh, to do, which idea to do first, which idea was more important. Mm-hmm. So for two years, they both been working on their own ideas separately. But she asked, she said, at what point did you and Kadeem decide which one was going to go first, your acting career or her hosting career? Mm-hmm. And what I explained to her was we let life decide which was going to come first. Right. For us, it wasn't we have to do this for Davao first and then Kadeen, or we have to do this for Kadeen first and then Davao. When we graduated from college, the NFL came. Mm -hmm. So at that point, Kadeen and I, knowing that legacy was what we wanted to put forth in in the forefront, the NFL was never my dream. Mm -hmm. Makeup was never Kadeen's dream, but we knew that we had to create a revenue stream to give us autonomy over our time to face our dream. So if the NFL was gonna help us get autonomy over our time, we both put all of our energy
1: in that direction in
0: that direction and i wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. how did it feel did you feel like you your dream was being deferred or did you feel like this is what we have to do in this moment to get to where we want to be
1: it's a good question yeah i think that like you said having had certain things happen in a certain time frame in order for us definitely dictated how we had to defer or how we had to divide our attention um one thing that I never felt ever was any kind of oppression when it came to my okay, goals yeah. or my dreams. I knew at some point it would have to happen. If anything, there was a conflict that I may have had internally because like we said, we have this list of things that we should be doing by a certain time or a certain right. age or a certain point where it's just like, man, if I'm not actively working on this right now, then I'm, I'm failing or I'm not meeting those benchmarks in right. a particular time frame. So if anything, I might've felt a little bit like, damn, you know, I don't want to lose my space in what could potentially be the mm-hmm. opportunity right now. But I also understood that the field that I was getting into, those opportunities can come and go. You just have to kind of get right. the ball started. So I how did didn't, you how
0: did you deal with that conflict? Like, because we have never we've and guys, this is we've never had this conversation ever. Right. We're having it for the first time. So <laughs> I'm actually interested, like, how did you deal with knowing that, okay? Because you wanted to be on TV, mm-hmm. and TV is a young person's game, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, Devos getting an opportunity in the NFL now, and I'm going to support him in that. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with saying, "Let me just wait a little bit," or did you feel like my time is going to come? Let me focus on what I can yeah. do. Yeah,
1: I, I was okay with with sitting back for a little bit. Um, I think I needed the break, having been in school for consecutive years since I was like what three years old. So yeah. I was okay with taking a little bit of a break. I did feel a little bit of a pressure from my parents though, because my mom Ooh. and dad were expecting. The minute she graduates, she should be landing a job. She should be making some money. She should be doing something and not sitting around just kind of waiting for things to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But I already knew because you and I always kind of of have these horse blinders on whenever it comes to us and our dreams and what we want. So those horse blinders that I had on, I just felt like this is where we had to focus our energy develop is in the position in this moment to optimize what could potentially be the beginning, the nest egg, the foundation for a lucrative life in the end or in the long run so i was totally cool with sitting back for a little bit um i felt like my time was going to come regardless once mm-hmm. i started to invest in that um but i know that's what you needed in that moment and you were the one that was in in a in a situation that was already moving so mm-hmm. let me just sit back and help you sprint through that movement you know
0: so this is what's what's crazy uh if if you have been following us for years you know that kadina and i have discussed Every part of our plan with each other before we executed it. Every single part. The first date we went on, mm-hmm. um, when she came to my room on October 3rd, 2002, I said to Kadeen that I wanted to be an actor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Kadeen asked me at that moment, well, how do how you plan on doing that? Mm-hmm. And then Kadeen and I sat down. This This is the first date, the very first date. And I said, well, my plan is to graduate. Once I graduate, I won't have any debt because I'm going to school for free. Mm-hmm. um if and at the time the nfl wasn't a guarantee but i had said to kadeen i said if i could make a practice squad i could make a hundred thousand dollars in four months mm-hmm. without a hundred thousand dollars i could have a down payment on a brownstone or a two-family home i would want to live downstairs in the basement part of it rent out the upstairs part this way i didn't have to be a starving artist mm-hmm. and then focus on my craft mm-hmm. of, of being an artist the reason why I tell you that part of the story is because so said, so done when it came to Kadine and I. When the opportunity came up, this was part of our plan that we talked about when we were 18. Yep. The NFL is here. Right. Let's put all of our energy, not just DeVal's energy, mm-hmm. Kadine's energy and DeVal's energy into preparing for the NFL. Which means when I woke up early in the morning for training sessions, Kadine was up making breakfast. When I had to drive to Parisi, and I was exhausted, Kadeen got in the car and drove with me to Parisi. Mm-hmm. When I got injured or hurt, Kadeen had invested all of her energy into making sure that this part of our dream, even though this part of our dream wasn't for both of us, this was for me to do this part, we both were invested in it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I tell that story is because there's so many times in business where your partner may be the lead. Mm-hmm. And you have to be the person that aids and support of that part of the business. And an issue that a lot of people have with having a business partner is everybody wants to be the lead all the time. Mm -hmm. And I know firsthand that sometimes you're not going to be the lead, Mm -hmm. right? Case in point, when things flipped, when I was just building my business with elite prototype athletics and trying to build my business with my brother and I didn't have any money coming in, Kadeen was in a position to be the lead. She was going to interview for her job at MAC. At MAC,
1: right.
0: I woke Kadeen up. We got her prepared. I drove her to her interview. I sat outside and waited for her. She came right out and said, I got the job. But at that point, it was time for me to take a step back, right? Kadeen was going to work every day Mm -hmm. and I was at home with Jackson Mm -hmm. being a stay-at-home dad. And when you talk about knowing that you had to defer your dream in a moment because it was my moment to be in the forefront, mm-hmm. those moments, I remember sitting home. And and if I'm being honest, it was, it was tough for me because I always, number one, dealing with being a man, I felt like, man, I should be doing more to help my wife. Like my wife is outside mm-hmm. working and I'm at home watching our son. Like it just didn't, it, it felt like I, it was wrong. You know, but I had to put my pride aside and understand that we needed health insurance and Kadeem was the only way for us to get health insurance with a child. So I had to be present in that moment to just be home with Jackson.
1: You know, I think the flip flop that tends to happen with business and spouses is necessary. I also think that it's helpful because there's less of the opportunity for resentment, I feel like, to kind of move in or... Mm -hmm. Or you, for one person to feel like they're doing more than the other or, you know, right. because that tends to be an issue in business all, a lot. You know, one mm-hmm. person feeling like the other person is not pulling their weight or doing their fair share or one mm-hmm. person feels overworked or underappreciated or things like that. So I feel like having that flip flop in our oh, history definitely put both of us in different shoes at each time. So we absolutely. felt what it was like to be at home and kind of feel a little helpless. Yeah. And then we also felt what it felt like to be empowered and say, I got this. I had this for the family. Yes and then we had the the support role that we played which was also very important and Jackson got time with his parents in different capacities mm-hmm. and stuff um which I know I always used to feel guilty about because I felt like damn like I'm missing out on all this time with my son and the way DeVal would put things in perspective for us um and even now to this day is that you know there's years that when the kids are younger, they're not going to necessarily remember yeah. us not being around and the grind and the sacrifice, but it'll count to the years later when they're older. Yeah. And we have the autonomy over our time. So now that we are we can go to games and we can pick up from mm-hmm. school and stuff. So that was also um, a great benefit that we had from just you know tag teaming and building along the way.
0: And I'm, I'm glad that you, you brought up those years of grinding because mm-hmm. that's going to lead me into the next part of having a spouse, mm-hmm. right? When you're building a business, there are going to be years. I, I think the average business doesn't start to get into the black or make money until year 3. 3. Yeah. Which means and and listen to me entrepreneurs, right? There is nothing wrong with having a 9 to 5 or a steady job because that 9 to 5 and steady job is what funded our business mm-hmm. in the beginning. Absolutely. I can't say that enough. So much so many people Talk down about having a 9 to 5. There is nobody in this world, unless you came from a wealthy family, that started a business without having a job first. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because in, in order to start a business, you need capital. In order to make capital, you have to work. And that's one of our Ellis models. The boys, if you ask them right now, why do you go to work? They say to build capital. Why do you need capital? To make your money work for you. When you have a spouse or a partner that's when you're building a business, Mm -hmm. we see what the dream
1: is. Yes, we know.
0: We see what the dream is, right? We're in alignment. Okay. So if you have to go to work to help with the alignment and I have to go to work to help with the alignment, we're doing this together. Mm -hmm. And the best part about having a spouse is those days where. Your spouse is sitting on the edge of the bed like the fox <laughs> the
1: staring fox out the meme. staring out the window Man, with the eyes me. bloodshot. That is me.
0: Having someone to <laughs> rub your back and say, come on, baby. You know, come on, baby. Like you like yep. we we know why we're doing this. Yep. We we know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And feeling like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll say about having a, a great spouse is I never step into anything, whether it be an audition or a new business practice, a new thought, a new idea, um, going even going to my kid's school, I never feel alone mm-hmm. because I got someone with me. Mm-hmm. So because I got someone with me at all time, I never feel like I can fail.
1: Never. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's, I think it's that much easier for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I, <laughs> a lot of times there's risks that I want to take and mm-hmm. I have a bad habit personally of talking myself out of things. Mm-hmm and self-sabotaging and saying, ah, you know, it's not really a big deal. I don't, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not really going to work out. And just being able to run it by someone who I know, um, would be just invested as Mm -hmm. I would be in that particular process or whatever it may be, um, makes it just that much easier. And he's also the one that will give me the kick in the ass because you know, our work ethic and our drive and our discipline is different. And that can be frustrating in itself when it comes to a business, which we've spoken about before. But, um, I mean, having you to do it with is great. I wonder how many husband and wife-owned businesses there are. Out there. I think well, let's, uh, let's take a look.
0: The Trouble! got the stats.
1: Got the stats because that's interesting to know how many are, are building businesses together. According to the National Federation of Independent Business, there are approximately 1.2 million husband and wife-owned small businesses nationwide back in 2003. And I feel mm-hmm. like that probably has grown since Definitely. then. Definitely. Recent studies show that the work-related support from spouses contributes to work family balance and is linked to higher family satisfaction and Mm job satisfaction. However, these benefits are twice as great for couples who share the same occupation or workplace than for those who who do not. And findings also suggest that couples, including those not in the same work or same occupation or workplace can help foster stronger work-life balance by providing work-life work-related support. Learning about a spouse's industry or a job role, particularly if it's unfamiliar and trying to socialize with each other's colleagues outside of the office can make it easier for couples to share their days.
0: Alright, so let's talk about this. I am going to let people into a little secret. Alright, of the power of women. Hmm. Kadeen and I go places together, right? I walk in, Kadeen walks in. Kadeen works the room like nobody else you want to know why Mm -hmm. women are a lot more receptive to other women Mm -hmm. right how many friends have you made and then afterwards you'll be like yo her husband does xyz Mm -hmm. and then before we knew it we're on a full marriage play date and i'm meeting (laughs) the husband And now we're starting a, a business good play together. Day, yo, I do. You know I, what I'm saying? I'd be
1: like, damn. Now I got a blind date with who? Who's who's this dude? Now? But, but no, sir. is he corny? Is he corny? <laughs> Please don't say it nobody. Listen, corny. That's always the question. <laughs> I'm
0: like, yo, whoever this I'm introduced, if they corny, I'm not trying to do this. <laughs> but you work rooms, right? And and
1: because in spaces where there's opportunity for networking, you just never know who knows who, and then it right. becomes a point when you need people to know who you are because. Right. There are opportunities that can arise where it's like, yo, I, I met a guy. I met, a, I mm-hmm. met, a, I met this lady, and she might be the one to mm-hmm. be able to help with whatever it may be. So yeah, that's usually how it happens because you know, though I like to say the valid social butterfly. I am. I do no, have I'm, mom I'm moments, good, y'all. You know when I, I'm I, outside no, and I like people and I want to talk and make friends.
0: Listen, I I I am a social butterfly, and I'm not gonna sit here and say that I wouldn't be successful on my own. Mm -hmm. You, the same way, would be successful on your own. Mm -hmm. But when you have a partner, like I don't think people understand how difficult it is to start a business on your own. Mm -hmm. Like it is extremely rare to watch someone by themselves start a business. You either need a partner for capital, you need a a partner for business acumen, you need a partner for just support. Mm -hmm. So when you have a, a wife or a husband who shares in the same values of business Things just happen at a lot quicker pace, but I have to continue to put emphasis, gentlemen. When you're when you go places, you know how they have these in movies. There's always like you know, well, you know, you got to come with me to this event. You know why? It's you know, there's going to be other spouses there. Mm-hmm. The reason why they bring their spouses are to forge those relationships outside of the workplace because people typically tend to work with people that they like. Mm-hmm. And I can't emphasize this enough.
1: Right, that's usually where it starts. Before Absolutely. you begin to even trust anybody, do I even like you enough to want to converse with you on a fairly regular basis?
0: So, if you want to write something down, write this down. bro. if you're looking to build a business, the first thing you have to build are relationships within mm-hmm. the industry mm-hmm. that you are trying to build the ba- the business. Yep. Because you, you don't understand the ebbs and flows, the peaks and the valleys of this business. Mm-hmm. And unless you're willing to learn about the business from people who've already been successful, you won't be successful in the business. And sometimes your personality, regardless if you're an introvert or an extrovert, may not fit with the other person's personality. But if you have a spouse who is different than you, some one of you are going to know how to,
1: to maneuver. For, for, yeah.
0: forge that relationship yeah. And create a bond that can help you build a business
1: it's great there's there's not that level of having to penetrate and learn anybody it's like okay don't give deval your business card says give it to me because he's yes gonna lose it by the end of the night like, yes little things like that or it's just like oh um you want this done like right now don't ask it because she gonna find something else to do before she gets it done so give it to deval <laughs> you mm-hmm. know it's, mm-hmm. it's just it's just way where smoother when we can just know ahead of time who will be better equipped in what moment to do what. So I get that for sure. And
0: I had an older gentleman tell me a little tidbit. Mm -hmm. Um, remember when I was working at PacPlex and then went into partial ownership of the gym and the court. I met a lot of successful businessmen during that time. Mm -hmm. And one thing they told me was, you know, they tend to only want to do business with someone who's married.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I was like, Wow, that's like, why, like, why would that have to be a prerequisite? Right. And they said to me, plain and simple, people who are married and continue to be married show that they can communicate through adversity, show longevity, mm-hmm. show mental fortitude, and show discipline. Mm. And I was like, I... and then he said, so older, older white gentleman. He said, a business is no different than a marriage. Mm. There are going to be ebbs, of, uh, ebbs and flows. There are going to be times where there's miscommunications. You can tell when someone knows how to communicate. When them and their, when they, them and their spouse come to an event, mm-hmm. and we don't know what happened in the house prior to, <laughs> right. but they're there there is a unified front, that's someone who I would want to do business with because I know when it's all said and done, they're going to protect the interest oh, of the business things. as opposed to trying to protect their own personal interests. And I never thought about that, mm-hmm. but... Listening to older wealthy people talk, it's very simple. they they like, listen, nothing is going to be perfect in business. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to be perfect in a marriage. But when you can put forth a unified front and do what's good for the collective good of the entire business, the same way you do it for your family, that's someone I want to work with. And I'm just like, wow, so marriage is really a practice
2: mm-hmm.
0: for being a good business, business partner.
2: partner.
1: Right, because how many times have we said that marriage is a marriage business? Marriage is anyway? a business, yes. So the, the, yeah, lots of similarities there.
0: And I, I want people to under like to understand when we, because this podcast, I want people to have a takeaway.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
0: there are so many married couples who say, I love my husband, I love my wife, but we just don't have time with the kids. And we don't have time because we both work and da, 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 da. And I say, and they always say to me, we're thinking about starting a business so that we can have more time. Mm -hmm. But then they can't find a business to start. Or they don't know even know how to start looking or how to start a business with each other. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I would say you have to think legacy first. You have to think about what is going to require, what, what business has a low barrier of entry. Right. And a low barrier, barrier like? of entry, right, means yeah. that, you know, how much is it going to cost for me to get into this business? How difficult is it going to get for me to penetrate this market? Mm-hmm. So when you look at the barrier of entry, it's like, hmm, say, for example, I want to get into mm-hmm. marijuana. Mm-hmm. There, That's a high barrier of entry mm-hmm. because you have to have at least seven figures to um, get a license. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone with political capital, and then you also have to have someone with, I think it's so- uh social equity, mm-hmm. so you have to have someone that's related to you has who have already done time mm-hmm. in the federal penitentiary for um a marijuana based crime because what they're doing first is they're giving those people an opportunity to reap the benefits from marijuana now that it's legal after having done uh, time, haven't done time right. so that and I just use this as an example of all of the barriers that may stop you from getting into an industry if you don't know, if you don't know. so you can't just wake up and just say. Right. Oh, I want to just get into the marijuana business. You have to
1: research. Right. See where there's a way, see where there's a deficit. I feel like by now we should have been able to get into something with uh, baby relations and and baby products. Because (laughs) we got so many damn kids. I'm like, shit, we should have started some business, invented something. When I go with every, sorry, this is so totally sidebar, but with every damn baby that we have, there's something new out there. DeVal's new favorite is which product? Which one? What's your favorite product with Dakota that we didn't have with the other
0: three? Oh, products? the nasal spray. No. The, well, that's my favorite. The car seat. Product. Oh, that car seat is fire. The car seat. The car seat is fire. Yeah. Because it's just a car seat that when you pull it out, you hit a button and then wheels fly out and it's a stroller now. <laughs> so I never stroller. have to transfer from the car seat to the stroller and to then the, the stroller, stroller the fold trunk. it up and put it in the trunk. I don't got to do that anymore. There's Man, no base.
1: fumble and bumble with a double st- stroller That was the back greatest thing ever
0: created. <laughs> But you know what's funny? Oh, that's that's a great segue. <laughs> if you as a married couple look at your life, right, and you say to yourself, what could make my life better?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a business you might want to look into getting into.
1: Yeah. See?
0: Because what you know it's something, it's, something what that, it easier? it's something that you know you need, which mm-hmm. means if something you need, there's a, a great chance that a lot of people need it. And if you haven't found anything in the market mm-hmm. that can help you with it, maybe that should be a business you can create. Yeah. And in order to be, it's important for people to know this. In order to be a successful business, you have to create a product or a service that's in high demand.
1: Mm -hmm. Right? You've got
0: to want it. Write this down. Right? It doesn't matter if you're doing a business by yourself or with your spouse. But if you're creating a business, it has to be in high demand. And I don't mean high demand amongst you and your friends. (laughs) I meant high (laughs) demand amongst the world.
1: Right. There has to be a litmus test put out there at some point to see. Who exactly would be interested? Yes. So don't just be out here creating shit and then starting businesses all willy-nilly. Facts. It's like, who's going to want that anyway? <laughs> who's going to want that anyway? And
0: people, people do that. People just say, I'm going to start this business. And it's like, why? Oh, I'm going to make a spork business. Why are you making a spork business? I like sporks. And I don't see a lot of sporks. You know why I don't see a lot of sporks? Because you're the only nigga in the world that likes sporks. <laughs> Nobody else eats with sporks after six years old. Okay, do not start a spork Those business. Those
1: actually used to be really cool. They were the best for fruit cups because you can kind of stick it, scoop You know it, what I
0: think about it. sporks? What? I think about the spork fights we used to have in the cafeteria where you bend the tip of the spork paws <laughs> and then you snap it and you try to break the other person's <laughs> spork off. That was oh like a big God. deal. Oh my God, the big deal? What? That was a big deal in Sarah elementary second school. Second grade, third grade? Yeah, for about fourth or fifth grade. Four f- oh, or fifth you grade. You create the, the strongest sport, but we're getting off topic here. <laughs> but... um. I think it's important for people to realize that starting a business with your spouse is imperative if you want to build a legacy for your family. Yeah. Because you're, you're, if you just work, this is the truth. The American dream is not about working until you're 65 and retiring. The American dream has always been about ownership. Right? So the only way you can really pass something down to your children so that they don't get stuck in the same cycle that you live in is if you own your business,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? There's a difference between owning a business and just being, quote, unquote, an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Kadeen worked at MAC, mm-hmm. and she was a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. And you were a makeup artist, a freelance makeup artist. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. But if you didn't own Color and Contour by K
2: mm-hmm. and
0: create your own program, and create your own products, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have owned that business. The business would have died when you died. Right. Same thing with with prototype, right? I created prototype and I was training. I was an entrepreneur, but I didn't have access to my own time because I had to train people on their time. On their time. Which means ultimately, I didn't have an employee, but I had clients. Right. I can't pass that business down to my kids Mm -hmm. if I don't create a business around Training
1: a business structure, you see,
0: a business structure or a building, yeah. And this is where I want to, you know, take us to our our next part before we Mm -hmm. uh, start to wrap up. But owning and creating a business with your partner is not just creating something where you just make your own money, it's creating something that's transferable between the two and then your kids. If something were to happen to you,
2: Mm. and you have to understand how
0: important that is because I could be a, a great trainer and I could make seven figures training people. And it's my own business, right? But if I'm building a business with my partner and my partner doesn't train people mm-hmm. and I don't duplicate myself and I don't have other trainers to train, if I don't get a brick and mortar spot and create a gym or something, if I die, the business dies with me. Right. And I think it's important for people to understand that with businesses is that if you really want to be a business person, you have to own it. You have to own the licensing. You have to own the building. You have to own the programs, and it has to be transferable between you and your partner, and then your children. That is a part of business that people don't understand.
2: Because
0: mm. I do have a lot of a lot of men, but y'all own my own business, man. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a trainer. I have my own time, and I say, to them, "Do you really own your business?" Mm. And they say, "Well, what do you mean?" I say, "Well, you bragging about not having an employee because you train in the park,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but if you're." Client has to meet at a different time. You're you're stuck, right? You have to do something. If it rains outside, where are you going to train? And then they're just like, "I didn't think about that." I said, do you, "So do you really own your business? Mm. Do you really own your time? And owning your business and owning your time is also about the 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 time value of money." And I, I have to uh how you break that. Yes, yes, yes. I, I remember to, you talking about. I before. have to attribute mm-hmm. this to. My one of my best friends, Bilal, Mm-hmm. right? Bilal worked at BlackRock for years, which is the number one financial firm in the world, mm-hmm. and he makes a lot of money. And he was just like, "Devout wow, man, I'm, you know, I got to do something else." And I was like, "I was like, bro, you make," and this was before anything ever took off for, for us. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Bro, you make over half a million dollars a year. What are you talking about?" And he said, "But you know how much time I put into this work. I don't go to sleep until late, and I have to wake up early." So what's the time value? Like, what's, what's the time value? And I was like, what do, what do you mean? He says, I may make a lot of money, but if it takes me a lot of hours to make a lot, a lot of money.
1: then yeah. Is it even worth it?
0: Is it? Is it uh, thank you. Yep. Is it worth it? So he it was like, what you it? have to do is figure out how many hours you want to work in a day. And this is going to bring us to working with your partner. When you figure out how many hours you want to work in a day, how much money do you want to make during those hours? So what is the value of the hour you want to put in the day? Is the value of the hour you want to put in the day $50 an hour, which may be good for some people, or is it $500 an hour? Because the more value you put on each hour and the more money you can make during that amount of time, the more money you can make in less amount of time, ultimately giving you autonomy over the time you don't want to work.
2: Mm.
0: And that's when it started to hit me when it came to training. And I'm going to tell you how Kadeen and I applied this very principle to our businesses. I
1: Kadeen, think we were applying it not knowing that we were applying we, it at we, the time, right?
0: Because <laughs> now
1: that I think about it, I'm like, wait, this was after we had this conversation Yes, with I'm going to tell
0: you how you applied it and yeah. didn't even realize it. Yeah, Kadeen was doing makeup, and I'm going to give you round numbers, right? She was doing makeup. She was doing brides and bridesmaids. And she was just like, okay, it may take me an hour to do a bride. It may take me 30 minutes to do a bridesmaid. What I can do is I can charge the bridesmaids a certain amount. Fifty dollars per face, mm-hmm. and I can charge the bride hundred dollars. I'm using, cl- you know. Yeah, don't don't I'm ask not, your
1: makeup artist to charge. $50. Yeah, don't don't. But Please I'm don't just, don't I'm just do doing that. it for them okay. to understand. Yeah, no, it, right? I got you. <laughs> I so got you. <laughs> you
0: have ten bridesmaids at fifty dollars. That's five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then you have your bride. use a hundred dollars. That's an extra hundred dollars. That's six hundred dollars you made, right? Mm-hmm. So now it may take you five to seven hours to do all of that, mm-hmm. and you can't do another wedding in that day. Or you can teach your sister Sakari how to do makeup Mm -hmm. and she took the bridesmaids Mm -hmm. using your program and your style so that they got the same person doing their face. Duplicating yourself. Duplicating yourself. And then you paid Sakari her portion for that hour so that you can get it done faster and then take another wedding. Mm -hmm. This way you duplicated the amount of money you can make in one day, which means you made more money in that hour by duplicating yourself mm-hmm. and did less work. Yep. And that's how you build a business. Because now the business is not dedicated or predicated on just your talent.
1: Right.
0: It's on your mind. The real mm-hmm. talent is in your mind. And if you can teach people how to do what you do and learn to relinquish that power, to them, you can duplicate the business.
1: Yeah, because a lot of times with business you think that it, it's a money grab. Like, right. let me see how many you know things I could do in, in a certain amount of time, where it's a, a day. Oh, I'm gonna run here, I'm gonna run there, and then you run yourself ragged. Yep. Not putting together a business structure or a model. Absolutely. That can help you to be more efficient, have more time. It may cost you a little bit to to. It's gonna cost to pay you out investment. But yeah, that's the investment which you're paying out, but in the the return is larger because you can take on more.
0: And it's important that you. If you have a business partner, right? Kadeen was able to invest in her sister, and the first couple weddings probably didn't make as much money as she would have if she done it by herself. But when you have a business partner who has another stream of revenue coming in, you're not so focused on the money grab. You're letting the mm-hmm. business build. Yep. Because the greatest asset to a business is not marketing. That you put on the internet or commercials. It's word of mouth.
1: It is the great experience that people have with you each and every time. You have
0: to provide a service that people are willing to talk about and share with other people. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, your business is gonna grow. But it's difficult to do that if you're trying to do the business by yourself, Mm -hmm. because now you have to worry about every single dollar. One thing I will say about business is the more time you put into building the business is better than the energy you put into making money.
1: That is a fact.
0: It's easier to Sadie, do that. When, Sadie. Yep. The more time you put into building the business is more important than the energy you put into just making the money. When you have a partner who's also making money and can provide on the back end while you build the business, it allows the business to grow. Kadeen was working at Mac and had all of the finances covered if we needed her to cover them while I was building Prototype. Mm-hmm. The first year and a half of Prototype, I made no money. But I invested tens of thousands of dollars in buying laptops for my brother and I to be able to get everything together, building the program, mm-hmm. taking clients for free mm-hmm. so that I at least have a, a, a baseline to show people this is what my work is. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't have a partner. Who was bringing in revenue on the other side so I had the comfort to take a chance on that absolutely tagging each other in and and I think that it's important for people to know that when you have a spouse and you can put these these little bits and pieces together and continue to work and and bounce ideas off each other but most importantly encourage each other mm-hmm. that's how you get a business to grow
1: absolutely but a make oh, sure
0: no but but make sure if you're ever building a business especially with a spouse, Make sure that the business is transferable so that if something happens to you or your spouse, the business can continue to to go on. You know, we just talked about um Dr. Grossman, our dentist, mm-hmm. just recently passed away. Uh, mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Dr. Grossman. But he created a great business model mm-hmm. to where his brother was able to step in mm-hmm. and the business is able to thrive still under his brother because he didn't make the business about him. About
1: him. Exactly. Yeah. Love that tips for success real quick before we get into these listener letters when it comes to working or building a business with your spouse not just working but building a business um, money is a large reason a lot of people divorce y'all so having an emergency fund in place is necessary if cash flow tends to be one of the number one challenges for new businesses right
0: i agree with that and don't be afraid to invest in your partner if you believe in their dream and idea Mm-hmm. I've invested in Kadeen. Kadine yep. has invested in me and investment doesn't always mean money you can invest time into a business to help yep. investing time means when I'm going to do administ- if I'm going to do a-, a program and Kadeen sits there and does all the administrative work f- from the parents while I'm doing tours mm-hmm. she didn't give me any money mm-hmm. but she invested time and mm-hmm. she did it for free so I didn't have to pay her as an employee Keeping it in the house So there are ways mm-hmm. to help invest in your partner's business without giving money
1: Giving exactly yeah. Also, be clear about your strengths and weaknesses. Always be very clear about your strengths and weaknesses and how you'll manage them between the two of you. The temptation is to struggle, is to juggle as many hats as possible in the beginning. But if you both believe that there are roles that you can't handle, you need to seek help, which I like to always defer (laughs) if I have to because the last thing you both want to do is be burnt out, especially in the startup stage.
0: This is something I will say that I've learned extremely early in starting my businesses, right? Relinquish power. To those who are better than you at doing what you don't want to do,
1: mm-hmm, or know how to, because
0: you know how I—I am I, a control freak. <laughs> when I first started, I was—I'll do administration, I'll create the pamphlet, I'll create the programs, I'll train the kids, and then after about thirty days, I was burnt out. Mm-hmm. And Kadeen was just like, "Dude, you're
1: not gonna be able to continue like this."
0: <laughs> she, and not that's I'm gonna be able to do it. Having a partner pointing mm-hmm. out to me and say, to Val, you're terrible at administrative work." Why are you standing up there trying to collect names and addresses from people? Let somebody else do that. And you need a different perspective to tell you Mm -hmm. sometimes that you're not good at this. So (laughs) don't be afraid to relinquish power to those who are better at you at doing things that can help make your business grow.
1: For sure. And if you're not good at something, please also know to observe and compliment each other. That's number three. Because appreciation goes a long way with your spouse. Okay? It's an excellent way to just show that you care you observe Mm -hmm. you see um it's a great way to strengthen your working relationship and allow you both to shine individually within the business union um especially once your team starts to expand you want to expand your team yes but remember that the root of it is you guys so and
0: i have to say this that is important because spouses typically just say well, that's my wife. She's supposed to be doing that. So the right. wives never get a thank you. Or mm-hmm. the husbands who are on the back end working on things never get a thank you. You know, mm-hmm. the spouse typically thanks everyone else who is not in their relationship because they feel like they don't have to. Right, because they's well, an the
1: understood thing. Right, right, but no, your it's spouse
0: nice don't to have to either. No. So make sure that you compliment nice your spouse and let them know that they're appreciated for the work that they're putting in. No mm-hmm. one has to or has to feel obligated to do these things. So always sure. let your spouse know they're appreciated.
1: Make sure you both agree on the vision and the bigger picture. Being on the same page before even launching and diving in together. Make sure you both agree that this is something you guys want. List your successful business. For affo- list what your successful business affords the both of you in the long term. Communicate legacy. Yep. Communicate if you ever start to see things differently to ensure that the business stays on track to achieving whatever the end goal is.
0: And we talked about all that. Mm-hmm. So next,
1: work life balance making sure that the work-life balance is a priority so you both can always walk into work with great synergy and walk out of work
0: <laughs> with great this. synergy.
1: I had to learn this. Because I had we have not had a lot of those moments <laughs> where business has taken over and I had to say, okay, I need to vow my business partner to clock out and I need my husband to clock in. Leave it at this doorstep here because we're not talking about it no more for the rest of the night.
0: We talked about this before. I'm just going to say it again there are going to be times in your business and your marriage where you're not going to agree. Understand and learn what your partner's process is and respect that you chose someone that's going to be able to deliver through their own process. If you're trying to micromanage them to do things through your process, you're going to do yourself and your partner a disservice. Mm -hmm. If you love them for their process, let them use their process to help you.
1: For sure. Celebrate all of your goals and successes together. And be sure to try to keep the mood light and humorous. You know, if you're building that. a business with your best friend. Yes. You know, let's yes. try to have fun doing it in the process. Yes. That's and, and the best part about it.
0: This is this is something I say that we do, not just with us. Because now building our business has become something we do with all of our friends. Yeah. Like it, it's just a podcast. We're trying to you know find what I'm saying? a way to... We're here. Trouble mm-hmm. flies in. Josh, Matt, Dave, they're all here. And we try to make sure everything is light because you don't want people to come to work and feel heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want them to come to work and just be like, oh God, I got to deal with this motherfucker. There you we want them again. to enjoy it, you know, and, and people work harder for you mm-hmm. when they know that you're working with them for the greater good of not just themselves in the business, but for everyone. Mm-hmm. So if you have a partner or partners who have their own individual goals, make sure that you also empower them through their own goals while helping you get to yours yep don't diminish the people who are working with you goals to make your goal more important so that you can get the most out of them that's one thing i also learned when i was working uh at another location i'm not going to say but when i first started the owner liked to diminish everyone else's dreams Mm -hmm. to make them feel as if they needed to be at his location Mm. to have a sense of purpose or to be successful and what a lot of people did was start to come to work and grow resentment because they're like, man, you're right. You, you know, I do need you. You're making all this money, but I don't I don't wanna have to always need you. And I was just like, damn, why would he make people feel that way?
1: Yeah. And people, people do that to their spouse. Their thumb, yeah. too, you know what
0: I'm saying? You you need me, you wanna live this life, you need to do what I say. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, why would you make your spouse feel that way? And then expect them to come. Help you build a dream that you claim is for the both of you, right? But constantly remind them like you need this,
1: and then be happy after that.
0: You know you can't. That doesn't work. You no. know it's okay to hold them accountable at times if you feel like they're slacking, but don't just downplay people's importance to make yourself feel bigger or make them
1: feel like they need to be there because they Facts. don't. That shit is back. They don't absolutely because yes. business is something that is definitely <coughs> optional. It doesn't have to be a Facts. thing. It doesn't have to be a thing. But what's not optional is me getting into them listening letters because you know (laughs) I will never leave y'all out I'll never leave y'all behind so let's take a quick break I'm gonna go uh clear my throat these allergies are killing me hey and then we'll be back and getting into some listening letters so stick around all right ladies let's be real who here actually enjoys shaving their legs Mm Mhm. yeah I thought so and get this near yes near the OG that I used for years has now leveled up and they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing my personal favorite coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin and down to the body cream rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new Sensational Shower and Body Creams are free of all those nasty chemicals, so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair Body and Shower Creams available at retailers nationwide and online.
0: all year long.
1: That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
0: That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
1: Let's get into these listener letters. Sure. Okay. I'll get in. I feel like my voice is very moody today, isn't it? It is moody. Very moody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kaden mm-hmm. and DeVal. I've been following you both ever since seeing you on Black Love. Yeah, it's been a minute ago now. Yes, How many years minute, ago it was yeah. Black Love. Now
0: it was before Kaz. Shit. It was before Kaz. Oh so yes. you You were at you're four right. year, he was pregnant. Cairo
1: was six months, and mm-hmm. we might have.
0: That was 2017. Yes. Oh. Five years, as a matter Tyra of fact. Was...
1: Yes. Wow. Because Almost you weren't date.
0: even showing yet. Nope. When we filmed it, so that was I don't March, think I knew April. I was pregnant. I, I either just know.
1: I didn't know, yeah. I think we found out like right after, or he might have been considered because
0: after. oh, remember Cairo's uh christening mm-hmm. was in April?
1: No, no it May. was over the summer, and I was like, it was like May it was
0: May, so it was May. Um, Black Love was before that, it was March, yes, That's when we March, recorded. so it was literally, yeah. five years ago. Oh, my goodness,
1: Sheesh. insanity! I've admired and appreciated your relationship for years, thank you so much. So I'm looking for some advice. I've been with my boyfriend for nine years. Yes, nine whole years. No engagement, no marriage. We're in our early 30s. Mm. We have a house and a child, but I feel like he takes me for granted. He doesn't help with any household chores, paying for groceries, or our daughter's medical bills. He rarely takes her to and from school, none of that. He's a new full-time entrepreneur and a mama's boy. So I feel like his priorities are to work and his mom. He goes to see his mom several times a week and comes home late at night when our daughter and I already sleep. Yes, he's really at his mom's house. I've done (laughs) drive-bys a few times to make sure. Yo, that's hilarious. (laughs) I just feel so unappreciated and exhausted. We split the household bills 50-50, but I feel like I'm being overlooked. I think if he was making an effort to take me on dates or planning something for us, it'd make me feel a little bit better. I've resorted to retreating to my imagination, where I have a husband who loves me and as a result I've lost attraction to my boyfriend. Nah, son. I guess my question is, can I get to can I know I get what your him question to is. Him nah, he, he gotta do better. Me. He
0: gotta do better. Nah, son. No, no, stop. I don't even wanna read no more, son. <laughs> I done heard enough, bro. I don't heard enough. <laughs> she said
1: man. love y'all go out and big up on herself. Oh, nah, she's nah, a yachty. That's a yachty
0: son. Listen, listen, listen.
1: You have to big up yourself then yo Not about to make him take you for poppy Sure. <laughs> All right, how about that? There you go. Caden so K- said
0: it all. Caden said I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> drop, drop, Mike. No, um, he got to do better, bro. Yeah. Like, like Come on now. If once, once you have a lady and she has your children, your mom cannot be first. All right. I do. They have this debate on Instagram all the time. Who comes first? Your, your mom, your wife, or your daughter? Listen, the woman who bear your children come first regardless mm. regardless like first of all the, these dumb debates don't even make any sense to me okay it's like who will get the last piece of chicken at dinner you know your mom <laughs> whoever the fuck <laughs> is hungry is gonna get the piece of chicken right that's number one but we're I talking about chicken. right we're Vegan. talking about in totality right right the the vast majority of your energy must go to the woman who you are creating a life with period your mom had someone who she was creating your life with and that's your dad that's where her energy should be now that you're a grown ass man <laughs> them two need to be doing that and if he if your dad's not around she should be focusing on her own happiness and not trying to pull her son away from his responsibilities and when i say responsibilities i'm not talking about paying bills if y'all agreement is to pay 50/50 that's fine if that works for you but he has a responsibility to continue to court that woman and be an involved and father, too. bro.
1: Exactly. Period. Because I would think I would find it strange if one of our boys was sitting at home on my couch when he yeah. had a whole uh, woman and a uh, child. Why, why are you here? Yeah, right. And I guess it would raise questions for me to be like, okay, so is something going on? Are you guys having problems? <laughs> like, now, what's the deal?
0: That's the bigger issue. So here's the bigger issue there is a reason why he's running back to his mom. Mm-hmm. Because if he were getting what he needed, at home he would be at home and well, that's for them to to figure out because she did say
1: out. when i asked him he says there's no problem i'm trying to figure out if maybe i'm not doing something am i missing something manly that he needs me to do to make him feel fulfilled
0: no 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 no, no. like this he has to find fulfillment on his own but the fact that they don't he she doesn't know and they're not communicating that's a problem
1: right and it's been nine years right nine years of this
0: so here's here's a i don't want to say red flag but i would call it a red flag typically and i hate doing the whole typically or generally because you don't want to speak generally about any one situation because everything is so different Mm -hmm. but typically men have said the reason why they haven't proposed yet or Mm -hmm. gotten engaged or gotten married is because they want to make sure they are where they need to be financially to sustain a house Mm-hmm. But y'all already have a child and bought a home together. Mm-hmm. So finances don't seem to be an issue. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, why hasn't he made you his wife yet? And why is he continuing to run home mm-hmm. to his mom? These are things that we don't have enough context to create, right. so I'm not going to try to guess. Mm-hmm. But these are things that she needs to sit him down and have a conversation for sure about. Yeah. You know, I think like, that
1: would be the best place to start.
0: Don't don't tell me nothing is wrong mm-hmm. when you're not home and you with your mom hmm You know what I'm saying? She
1: said when she asked him, he doesn't see a problem with anything, so basically it's her problem to figure out on her own.
0: And and here's the truth. He may feel that way. If she don't want to live that way, you know what she can do? Clock out. Chuck the deuces.
1: Clock
0: out. Yeah, chuck, chuck the chuck it and numb, chuck them up.
1: Right. Because it's like where exactly are <laughs> things going.
0: Right. You know? You want me to just be at home with your child while you go home and be with your mom? Like <laughs> you know, that doesn't make any right. sense. You know what he got? He got Oedipus complex. You know where that's from?
1: Yeah, Oedipus. Oh, I read that book. Did you, have you, read the, have you read, ever read No,
0: that? I actually never read it. But I'm talking about uh, Baby Boy. Baby Boy, yeah, yeah. Guns yeah. and butter.
1: Yeah, I remember reading <laughs> the Oedipus trilogy when I was in school. school Shout was, out to
0: like, Tyrese and Ving Rhames. That was a, that was a twisted you story. You got Oedipus, complice. that's not your woman. That's, that's my, my woman. woman.
1: That's my woman.
0: And that's what, you <laughs> know what's funny? If his mom is single, right? Uh-huh. When she get him man, that's when he going to be messed up. <laughs> Fact. Because when that man Start coming around to being Like yo Why is your grown ass son here And then she gonna be like I don't know baby You gotta go Cause, Cause <laughs> You know Deucey over here said He don't yo, want
1: you In our space That's what's gonna happen mm-hmm.
0: Trust Alright Mama have a conversation With him Be honest Don't care about his feelings He should have a conversation With you and be honest And don't care about your feelings Cause y'all have to say What's really going on Because it's just not cool To see that Especially mm-hmm. for that That young baby Not having a dad at home Number two. Hi, Deval and Kadeen. I hope you all and your family are doing well. My husband and I have been together for nine years total. A lot of nine years going on here. Mm-hmm. Married for two. Congratulations. We recently turned 30. Another one, 30. Been together since early age and are looking towards our next steps. The, issues we are, uh, the issue is we aren't too sure on our next step. Neither of us were certain we wanted children and figured we would be able to make a decision when the time came. Well, the time has come. The thought of raising children in today's society is daunting, to say the least. <laughs> you talking to the choir. Um, we are comfortable financially. We have a really strong relationship, and we have no doubt we would be the best parents for our child. However, we have a huge fear of what will happen outside of our household. Wasn't I just talking about this last night? Um, I know you can't protect your children from everything, but I can't lie. Seeing the world as it is makes me not want to subject a child to it at all. What advice would you give a couple struggling with the decision to start a family? I feel like I need to make a decision because I can uh, metaphorically hear my clock ticking. Thanks.
1: (laughs) The one thing about that clock, it's going to tick. tick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's going to tick. I would say it seems as if you have your mind made up based on everything that she said leading up to this, because I have heard more frequently now from a lot of people, men and women that they are just not interested in having children for this very reason. Um, But
3: my question is,
1: my question is, are you going to feel remiss if you didn't have a child at all? You know, Um, that would be where you'd have to start because I know for me, for example, the one thing that I knew without a doubt since I was young is that I wanted to be a mother. And that was just what was going to happen. And I felt like us having children together gives me, that fulfillment and we just do the best that we can on a day-to-day basis
0: before we even get into that Mm -hmm. i just want to give people perspective that i heard from my grandmother
1: okay we always want to hear what grandma got to say
0: nana Mm -hmm. probably one of the wisest people Della may perry ellis Mm -hmm. said to me we were talking about having kids this was this was when we were getting married and i said i was nervous about bringing kids into the world because the world is so different and dangerous and she was just like dangerous to who I said, look how different the world is now than when you grew up, Nana. And she said, excuse me, but I grew up during Jim Crow. I grew up during a time when my grandparents were telling us stories of babies were being killed at birth because their parents didn't want them to grow up in, in slavery. Mm. So how, how dangerous is your world?
2: All
1: right, Nana.
0: And I was like, touche. <laughs> Because here in my my little world, in my perspective, my narrow view of what I thought the world was, it was, you know, imagine, you know, getting on the bus and have to worry about kids picking on you or, you know, you may, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, someone may rob your sneakers. And then she said to me, imagine growing up in that same world. And if you look at a white woman, you can be hanging from a tree and they'll have a picnic around you and make postcards about it. And can't nobody do anything about it.
2: Mm.
0: So is the world really worse now than it was then? Imagine, imagine living during a time when the entire world was at war. Mm-hmm. And I had to really sit back and think about the fact that the world isn't any worse off now than it was during those times. It's just technology gives us access to all of the fucked up things that are happening on a daily basis. But that doesn't mean that those things weren't happening. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to not have children with the mindset that the world is worse and only going to get more worse, it's a very skewed vision to have. I guess, too, now that I'm we're saying? old enough
1: to even understand the concept of what's happening in the world is why we feel that way, for Thank
0: sure. Thank you. Thank you. For sure. Because as a kid growing up, you grew up in a messed up world.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We we grew up during the 80s and the 90s in, in Brooklyn during the crack epidemic. Bed, style, do or die. Mm-hmm. It seemed fine to us. <laughs> right. Right? But now you don't want your kids to grow up in, in Brooklyn because of, of GS9 and, and gangs. Mm-hmm. But we grew up during the crack epidemic.
2: right?
0: You know what I'm saying? So it's like, don't, don't think that your view of the world is the only view that makes sense. And don't make decisions about what you want to do in life based on only what you see. Mm. Talk to people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Before you make a decision about birthing or childbirthing and about the world, really open up your mind. Here's another thing. Don't look at your phone. And think that what you see on your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook is the real world. This is just the people you chose to follow and the things you're seeing is, is something you curated in your mind, your curated version of what the world is. Yep. That's We're not really the world. Because yes. of what
1: you follow or what you look at or what, know, what you, you like are associated with. Yeah. So you. That's you a good have perspective to, to think about <coughs> it. No, right? seriously. Yeah. If,
0: if you follow, just gonna, just gonna give you give an example. Say you follow. Or you click on stuff that happens with police officers killing young black people right and that's what you choose to follow right every day you wake up your phone is going to the algorithm is going to send you Mm -hmm. videos and pictures and reminders that this event or these events are happening what that will do is then create a fear in your mind that that's going to happen to you or your, your kids. Mm-hmm. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm not saying to ignore it. You have to be aware that these things are happening. But because of the phone and because of all of these apps and the fact that they can force-feed you information 24-7, when you click on things or you follow things or you like things, you're then helping them curate this world and also curating your mind and ideas of what's happening. So how about you click on something motivational, click on something positive, follow people who can expand your mind to think differently as opposed to just this one narrow minded view of the world. Right. And this is what this is how I got this. My grandmother used to say to my aunts and my mom, why do y'all sit up here and just watch the news at five o'clock every day? Hmm. The news is only going to show you the worst of the worst of what's going on in the world. They may do a a puff piece Uh about puppies at the end, (laughs) but all you're gonna hear about is death, murder, robbery. And then your mindset is going to be that that's going to happen to me because this is all I see. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I was just like, no, Nana is right. Why do I focus so much on the negative when I can utilize my mind to focus on all the positive things that can happen? And if you think of the world like that, you'd be excited about bringing children into the world. Because then you'll be excited about curating a lifestyle and curating a life for them that they can see the world bigger than you see it.
1: Mm. And And you can be the the adult in that and be responsible for that. Because, I mean, as adults, too, you want to protect your children and shelter them from certain things. So that's why it's your responsibility to then make sure that you are, curating is a good word, yes curating a life for your children. And if that means keeping them sheltered from certain things until you feel like they're old enough to experience it, then so be it. That's Baby exactly
0: steps. why Jackson don't have a TikTok or Instagram. Yep. And matter of fact, Tribble, write this down. The next podcast we're going to do is going to be why my pre-adolescent teenager or preteen is not getting social media. I'm, I want to do a podcast on that.
1: Cause Jackson definitely asked. Jackson asked. And people said, keep asking no.
0: why the kids don't have their social media. I want to do a whole podcast on why they're not getting a social media. And it's going to be predicated on that right there.
1: I hear that. All right, y'all. If you want to be featured as a listener letter, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com.
0: That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com.
1: All right. We'll keep it really short for the moment of truth because we spoke a lot about business. We spoke about doing it with your spouse. Um, So many things that we covered in today's episode. Do you have a moment of truth? Yeah, I do Quickly have a moment of truth. Before we
0: go. My moment of truth is this. If you're going to establish a business with your spouse, there are a lot of great advantages. But the main thing I want people to remember is that 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 business must be transferable to your spouse and your children. If you're really building something about legacy, if you're trying to build something for yourself and it's going to be all based about you, that business is going to die when you die. So if you're building a business, build a business with legacy at legacy at its foundation and its root.
1: Sounds good to me. And for me, uh, it's going to be pretty simple. I'm just going to say. Learn when to lean into your partner whenever they have their strengths and when to defer because it's a weakness. No sense in struggling. Outsourcing for help whenever you need help. It may require you outsourcing because neither of you know something about a particular area of the business. So just leaning on each other when Mm -hmm. needed. Um, If you can make it a fun experience where you can laugh and you can enjoy the process, Mm -hmm. that in turn will just help the money to flow and things will flourish, so. So far, so good. Ellis, dat me up. Yeah. All right, y'all. Please continue to listen. Follow us on social media at Deadass Podcast. And, of course, I'm I am,
0: And I'm Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Deadass. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing.
1: Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better dot com. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that.
0: That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean literally no one else will have shoes exactly like yours.
1: Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity.
0: Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms.